first question is, I want to take you back just a little bit. What At what point did you realize you wanted to be in stand-up comedy? Uh, once I tried it. I, I didn't really have any like aspirations of nothing early on. Um, as soon as I tried it, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, 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 this is what I should be doing. Who are some of the earlier earlier comedians that you kind of maybe looked up to or kind of watched and, and maybe kind of influenced you a little bit? Uh, like, I mean, obviously the, the greats, you know, Red Fox, Eddie Murphy, Rich Pryor, and Moms Mabley, and George Carlin, and all of those people. But also Ellen DeGeneres and Steve Wright. Uh, um, those people were very influential in my career. Um, Charlene's Boy is set to drop on November 15th. I mean, I kind of get a general idea of why, but what made you want to name your special that? She dedicated that to my mom, who, uh, who passed away. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to dedicate it after her. The, the opening, I, I love the opening, just because it's soft and sincere, kind of leading into the comedy special. Um, was that... Was that the decision you were going to go with from day one? Like, was that just going to be go, this is going to be my opening of this special? Um, it kind of like just worked out. It was just me looking, you know, I always look at old footage of my mom and me and just of her and, you know, reminiscing stuff. And one day I just came across this video that we did at this dinner. I took her to dinner one day and, we did this video and I was just like, wow. I was like, that's, that, that would be a great opening. And for this special that I'm doing for her, but I wasn't, I wasn't naming the special after her at first. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a long story that led up into that. Like I got kind of pushed into naming the special after her I, and I, I like to say she, you know she had something to do with it too you know I was kind of locked in with doing the date on the day that she passed away because there was nowhere to really perform and uh, I had performed all over the country and only I didn't perform with everything was so expensive in New York except for this one theater and um, and I said in my capacity, thinking about it the more, I just started having this feeling that something that just kept talking to me, and I don't know if it was my mom's or whoever, but it was like, you know, don't don't mourn on this day celebrate and this was the first year anniversary of our uh, passing so I've been going through a lot but I had nowhere else to perform and so I just kind of felt like that was her cornering me into performing on that day because I turned it down and I said I wasn't going to do it but it just kept messing with me that you know you should do it you should do it and you should celebrate her and and, and dedicate this to her if this is the only date that you got. And, you know, it just happened to be that, you know, because I was going to call it special Cold Facts, C-O-L-E. I was going to call it Cold Facts because I usually name every special after my name with some type of 
you know, catch to it. So I was gonna call it Colfax, and then after I was kind of locked into that date, and the more I kept thinking about it, I just was like, man, I'm just gonna call it Charlene's boy. I thought it'd be a great name because when people see the special, they'll be saying exactly what the name of the special is, but they also will be saying actually who I am, which I am Charlene's boy. The name will, you know, live forever. You know, you have, you've done several specials now. What's the process like for you? Do you kind of go on the road a little bit? Do you go to different venues and kind of form the material? How does that process work for you? Yeah, I just, um, I started off in a room with like 40 people, you know, and I work on some material and, you know, the less the better. If it could be 20 people, that would be better, you know, if I just sit in the room and, you know, the last factory or improv or anywhere, and I just, just work on material like weeks, maybe about two months worth of just material, just something to get me started. And then once I start, solidifying a set that makes sense you know it's not going to always be set but just to have some type of movement some type of structure to it to know you know this is what I think I want to be talking about this is how I want to talk about once I organize that everything kind of falls in place and then I just keep going until you know something's starting to click and make sense and then after that then I'll tour I think one of my favorite things about your stand-up comedy work is that I feel like you could put your specials in any era and they work, right? They're funny, they're relatable. Take me behind kind of 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 what that process is like. You make a lot of the jokes relatable to you, but then also at the same time, they're very relatable to the audience. Um, what's that kind of joke process writing for you and and what's it um is it just stuff that kind of comes to you as it happens because i know you're also a very busy man you're shooting tv movies so what's that kind of like when what, when does a joke come to you and how do you start to form it i guess well i learned this from chris rock chris rock says i'm a comedian before i'm anything before i'm a man before i'm an african-american before I'm anything, because that dictates, once I realize that I'm a comedian first, that dictates how I become all these other things, you know? And so knowing that allows me to think that way every day and listen and pay attention to things around me, my surroundings, and put myself in situations I wouldn't normally be in in order to tap into that artistry or whatever. So I, um, I just make sure that I'm grounded. I make sure that I'm not in a mindset of, oh, I'm the TV guy or the movie guy or, you know, like not even, like I can't write in that mindset. I have to like disassociate myself with any of that and focus on the everyday, you know, and that's like a sweet spot of mine. And that's what I, that's, that's why I like to dwell in. And that also gives me, you know, the relatability to tap into the common everyday person. So obviously there's streaming platforms across the, the, the globe are really highlighted a lot more stand-up specials. For me, I love it just because I'm not always able to go see a show locally whenever they're in town, but 
How much do you think uh, streaming platforms like Netflix have helped stand up over the last few years? Oh my God. It's taken stand up to a whole nother level. I remember when Robbie Prong, a very good friend of mine who's over the comedy department over at Netflix, I remember when he first got the job, he came to me about this thing that he was starting. It was called uh, the stand ups. There was like six comedians, and they all do 30 minutes, and they all perform on on one special. And I didn't want to do it. I turned it down a couple times because I had just did an hour special for Comedy Central. And in a comedy world, you're going backwards if you're doing an hour. I mean, if you're doing 30 minutes, and you just did an hour. That's how, like, the comedy rule was. You can't go backwards. And so I didn't want to do it. But Robbie was like, no, you never performed on a level like this. Netflix was on some a whole nother page. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, eyeballs is eyeballs. And he was like, no, I promise you. He was like, you do this. And, yo, we gonna, you, you're going to do an hour special. And you, you've never seen an audience like this before. And so he was like, it's only 30 minutes. Just give me 30 minutes. And I was like, all right. And a lot of other comedians didn't want to do it because they was like, they didn't want to waste 30 minutes. Plus, it was going backwards. And so I finally was like, because Robbie's a good friend of mine, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it for Robbie. Like, that's how I was thinking. And I did that. And oh my God, it was people in Africa, it was people in China, it was people all over the world, like, hitting me up. And social media, just like, man, we love your special, we love your comedy. And I'm like, what is this? I never reached the audience like that before. And then when it came around to them saying, yo, you get an hour special now because of the 30 minutes you did. I'm like, really? And did that and never, never, never performed for an audience like that. It still happens. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's like the mecca now, like comedy. You know, it's like where you want to be at. Everybody wants a Netflix special. Everybody wants to be on that platform, you know. And it's special being a part of that, that group, you know. But uh, Netflix is, you know, that's it, man. I mean, other other networks are great, too. Don't get me wrong. But Netflix really put their foot in it to, uh, you know, showcase stand-up way before anybody else would at the time when it comes to streaming. Yeah, I love it because it's kind of in, it introduces me to a lot of people that maybe I never heard of, but then makes me want to seek out their other work that they've done in the past. Um, my my yeah, final question yeah, for you, my, my final question for you right now is: I want to know how many people do you think will Google Tracy's dog after watching the special? <laughs> <laughs> they should be giving me money. That's how. That's how. <laughs> they should be paying me for for what's about to what's about to happen. <laughs> look, I and watched it know, and I did it. I look, I watched it and I googled it. I'm not gonna lie, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, what is? It? And <laughs> I'm like, if if I don't see you on like a commercial or like on an ad for them soon, it's gonna be crazy because it's about to blow up, right? <laughs> uh. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's good stuff, though. That's good stuff, man. 
did you enjoy it? You enjoyed the special? Man, I loved it. Honestly, like that's what I meant when I said like it's one of those specials you can really hone in and like you could watch that in the seventies, the eighties, the nineties, the two thousands. There's no there's no message in your comedy other than let's have fun, let's tell jokes, and let's laugh together. And I love the special. And, and, and that's all I care about. I don't care about nothing else. Nothing else. I don't care about making a point. I ain't trying to do, condemn nobody. I ain't, trying, I ain't trying to do nothing but laugh. Yep. That's it. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely, Dion. Thank you for your time today, man. I uh, can't wait for everybody to see the special, and it was great talking to you.